welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Dietra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. If this is your first time visiting us, welcome, and I hope that you enjoy. Today, I am drinking a watermelon sour patch slush made by yours truly, and it's way better for you than the candy or going to 7-Eleven and getting a Slurpee, which as hot as it is, that's what I love to do. Um, It was so simple to make, and it only required three ingredients, so... Hello, affordable, easy to make, and good for you. I'm here for it. It's refreshing and it's tasty. And you know, if you feel so inclined, you could always add some, like, I don't know, gin or vodka or whatever it is that you want to add to it. I'm just drinking it plain and straight. No, no um, spirits, if you will. Um, <laughs> so since I have been slacking hardcore, I'm going to edit the video for this once I'm finished recording here today and I'm going to post it. So if you follow Fictionary on any of the social medias, you should have seen it already. If not, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, etc, 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 and check out the video. Um, you know, with the temperatures kicking our butts they, the way they are this summer, you're gonna want to put this drink in your repertoire. I'm serious, like, I'm impressed at how easy it was and how delicious it is. Um, delicious. <laughs> it's very good. I swear it's just the slushy in there. There's nothing else. But anyway, speaking of how hot it is, like that segue, um, I have a friend in Oklahoma and she's looking at a high of like 111 degrees this week. Like seriously, what the what the hell? Um, and then in my neck of, wo- of the woods, we have to deal with high humidity and, you know, I'm a curly girl. So this is like no joking matter for me. It's instant frizz as soon as I even think about stepping outside. Um, and not to mention that my hair is this nebulous mass of curls and heat. It actually absorbs the heat from outside and then it bakes my head. So like I could be outside for like 30 minutes and my hair absorbs all of this heat and it takes forever to cool down. So I'll still be sweating when I get inside because my hair is still so hot. So anyway, I'm locked into my summer hairstyle of choice, uh, Princess Leia buns until fall hits, you know, the curls are not coming out. I can't deal with it, but you know, global warming isn't real people. It's not. These unreal temperatures, they're normal, right? Not a sign of things to come at all. Anyway, since it is so hot outside and my Princess Leia do can only go so far in keeping me from baking like a toasted cheeser, I have opted to stay indoors like all other smart people. And it has some perks. So I watched Persuasion, the new Netflix movie that's based on Jane Austen's novel of the same name. It stars Dakota Fanning and I was surprised at how good it was. Like I actually didn't even play Project Runway on my phone while I was watching. I just watched, which is a a rare happenstance for me of late. Um, But yeah, it was really good. You know, I've read Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice like several times, and I've seen the movies as well. Like Pride and Prejudice, as like so many others, is like one of my favorite books. But I've never read Persuasion. Now, of course, I have to because I need to see how true to the book the movie was. So I'm going to a bookstore today and I'm going to go look for it and, you know, add to my book collection. But, you know, I'm not a person who can't separate the book from the movie. Like I can appreciate them both equally as individual works, but I just like to be able to, you know, see what 
make decent comparisons to the two as well as pay homage to the writer of the original story. Like, this movie would not exist if Jane Austen hadn't written her book, so let's read the book. So I had one major takeaway from the movie, and it's that I need to walk more. All they seemed to do in Georgian England was walk and talk with each other. So like literally, and then they did it in these really uncomfortable looking shoes. Like they were hiking up hills and like walking on the these crazy like cobblestone roads and they had these really uncomfortable shoes on, full on suits and dresses. Meanwhile, we have like comfy sneakers and like comfortable outfits that we can wear to go walk in and I just feel like I need to be doing more of it. So all that being said, I definitely recommend (laughs) watching the movie. Um, If you're a fan of Austin's other works, or if maybe you like period pieces like Downton Abbey, Bridgerton, or Outlander, which, you know, are all interestingly enough based on books, you know, I'm actually thinking I'm getting an idea for a series next season. Um, We shall see. It's just like, it literally just came to me, but I think that this could be like something cool uh, to do a segment in the next season, which as you guys know, um, this season is coming to an end and we will be breaking for the month of August and then we will be back at the beginning of September. It will be all good. Um, Just need some time to focus, get myself together, uh, get caught up on my writing, plan, for this new season, but I will also still be sharing things during that downtime. So you won't be missing any uh, recordings. It just may be, like I said, some of my favorite stories from the past um, grouped together as a series. So like horror together, zombie apocalypse together, superhero together, like that kind of thing. And there'll be shorter episodes, but um, I think it'll be fun. And also make sure you keep up with us on social media. But anyway, with the heat, I've also, I also watched um, Resident Evil. And I can't say that I fell in love with the show. Like it felt a little bit like work and it felt (laughs) a little longer than what it really was. And I think that in this instance, I had the expectations from the video games and then from the original film series. Um, This just felt a little bit slow to me. And I know they were giving like a lot of backstory and trying to build this new world and getting us invested in the characters, but it just it kind of dragged to me. It didn't hold true to the essence of Resident Evil, but it was still good. It's still worth the watch. Um, Just go in with an expectation that it's not going to be like what we've had in the past. Um, And I think they are going to have a second season, at least with the way that they ended this season. That seems to be the plan that Netflix has for this show. Um, And if you follow Fictionary on Versus Game, that's V-E-R-S-U-S-G-A-M-E, that was actually our question for last week. Um, Will Resident Evil be the number one show on Netflix's US Top 10 TV shows list on Sunday, July 17th? And guess what? If you played along and your guess was yes, then you were right. I thought that they might be able to take the position from Stranger Things because Stranger Things was like holding it down at number one for a while. Um, But just with like the popularity of Resident Evil, I thought that they would be able to do it and they did. So we do have another question coming up this week. So make sure to follow Fictionary Podcast on the Versus Game app. You can click on the link in my show notes and then come play with me and show me what you know, guys. Uh, All right my bookish friends. Let's go ahead and get into our story. So I'm a little bit nervous about this. This is something that um, I've been thinking about doing 
and I actually want to proceed with it. So I'm being very vulnerable and sharing this with you guys. So today I am going to be sharing a story I have been working on for a while now. Um, and I plan to serialize on Amazon's Kindle Vela. Um, so, you know, shoot me a message. Let me know what you think. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Sit back, relax, grab a drink or two and enjoy. Our story for today is titled Stalkers Are Us. Chapter one. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It's no wonder that truth is stranger than fiction. Fiction has to make sense. Mark Twain. I am stuck on a balcony at my crush's house. He's inside, apparently making the moves on some chick he met at the club tonight, and I'm out here like some crazed peeping Tom hiding on his freaking balcony. I've been out here for three hours now, and it's cold. And not just chilly, you should wear a jacket cold, but cold like Leonardo in The Revenant or Titanic. I thought about climbing down, but of course he lives on the 10th floor of his condo building. I don't really want to die, so I haven't attempted the climb yet. The longer I sit here, the more tempting the idea becomes. I could just take a dive and go splat. I could see the scene now. The building would be surrounded with police cars, ambulances, passerby, and the curious building tenants. My body would be the center of everyone's focus. I would of course have landed at a perfectly tragic yet oddly graceful angle. My head tilted to the right, my best angle, surrounded by a crimson pool of blood. He would approach the circle slowly at first, and then with urgency as he recognizes the trademark red sneakers on my feet. He would break through the crowd, fall to his knees, look to the sky and shout, Why? Why wouldn't she stop stalking me? Okay. It isn't looking quite so tempting now. I absolutely cannot be discovered. It would be the end of everything good and perfect in the world. Babies would cry, unicorns would officially become extinct, and rainbows would cease to shine, or bow, or whatever it is rainbows actually do. If he catches me, it is done. You're probably wondering how I wound up in this situation. Honestly, I really don't even understand myself. If you had told me one month ago that I would soon become an official member of the Creeper Club, I would have called you crazy. You're probably thinking that I am crazy, but I'm not. I am a victim of circumstance, stupidity, and an unfortunate affinity for psychic ability. I obviously have some time on my hands since I'm clearly not going anywhere anytime soon, so I guess I'll tell you how I wound up here. My affiliation with the Dark Allegiance of Stalkers began innocently enough. Before this all went down, you would have looked at me and seen a quirky, fun, and successful young woman. My life was on track and I was enjoying every minute of it. That was before life dropped an A-bomb on my lap. I finally met him. You know, the one. Not Leo, despite my years of faithful fangirling. The one for me turned out to be a random stranger met during a chance encounter. If you believe in that kind of thing. Truthfully, I'm the cynical optimist of my group of friends, so for me to be in this situation is laughable. I denied the possibility of love at first sight, but deep down in a place I rarely let anyone see, I hoped that it was true. That secret place is dangerous though, because the fact of the matter is, I'm a 31-year-old woman who has yet to experience the magic storybook princesses seem to have coming out of their dainty behinds. Not only that, 
The idea of love at first sight is a horrifying prospect. What if you fall in love, but they don't fall? Or they fall and you don't? It would be just my luck to have a cosmic crossing of love wires. The day I met him, I was taking my daily walk to Sandy's for a cup of coffee on my lunch break. I have literally walked that path hundreds, if not thousands of times at this point. Never anything or anyone knew. But this day, it was different. Standing in front of Sandy's in one of their few outside seating areas was the most amazing looking man I had ever seen. I mean, he wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio or anything, but there was something about him that just drew me in. I stopped where I was a few feet away and just stared. He had dark hair, cut in this fashionable, I'm not really trying, but I am style. These rich brown eyes that were warm and seductive at the same time, with these adorable crinkles at the outer corners, beautifully sculpted lips that I instantly imagined kissing me all over. I couldn't stop staring. Despite my aforementioned psychic abilities, this was my first actual out-of-body experience. I have never been so floored by the sight of another person. I'm sure that people around had to be wondering if there was something seriously wrong with me with the way I was staring at him. But it didn't matter. I wanted to record him in my memory forever, just the way he was in that moment. I knew that it had finally happened. I had finally found him. I knew that I was in love with this man, and it was, yes, my friends, at first sight. I stood there staring and waiting for him to look up and see me. I knew that he would have to experience the same knowing once he saw me. The draw to him was magnetic. There was no way this could be a one-sided affection. Silly rabbit. As I watched, a beautiful Angelica's Whisper catalog model wannabe came out of Sandy's with two cups in her hand and sat down across from him. They smiled at one another, like looking like an ad for something, anything really, because who wouldn't buy whatever it is they're selling? Probably toothpaste. Their teeth glistened in the afternoon sunlight, a testament to the wonders of modern dentistry and maybe good jeans. I stood there dumbfounded and a little stubborn. Even faced with the fact of his apparent fetish for Barbie dolls, I knew that once he saw me, he would be drawn to me too. So 45 seconds in, I was still standing there, staring like a ninny waiting for him to look up and see me. My body was vibrating as I tried to telepathically command him, turn around. Another psychic skill I had little to no experience in. I felt my resolve strengthen as instead uber model Barbie looked in my direction. She looked at me for a moment and proceeded to lean across the table lithely and whisper something in his ear. Even though I realized she had probably just told him that there was some freak staring at them, I didn't move. I stood up straighter, gave a toss of my head. I needed him to see me too. And when he did, I wanted to look fabulous. The seconds it took for him to turn his head in my direction felt like an eternity. Finally, he was looking at me. For the briefest moment, our eyes connected, and I felt more than saw a flash of something there. I like to think it was a moment of recognition. He had finally found the one. I began to smile, realizing in that moment that I had been standing there with my mouth hanging wide open. This is when the unthinkable happened. 
Remember that song from kindergarten about the old woman who swallowed a fly? Well, I am here to testify as to why she swallowed the damn fly. She was probably face to face with the love of her life and so dumbfounded that she was standing there with her mouth hanging open in a look of awestruck wonder. The little bastard, sensing her inability to react, then decided to pay a visit to her oral cavity. How do I know this, you ask? Because that is exactly what happened to me. Literally, a fly flew into my mouth. I blacked out at this point. Not literally, but the horrors that transpired are too terrible to remember. I am suffering from a severe case of selective memory. Let's just say that when I came to, Barbie and my future boo were covered in coffee, a couple of chairs had been flipped, and I, in all of my glorious disgust, was retching into the trash can on the corner. Lovely picture, right? Just perfect for catching the attention of your one true love. In a romantic comedy, a setup like this might work. For me, not so much. He took Barbie by the hand and led her away, barely sparing a glance over his shoulders at me before they left. Her complaining loudly about the large rhino who ruined her outfit while he pet her consolingly on the back. I wish... I could tell you that was the worst of my interactions with him, but unfortunately, I can't. Because that would be a lie, and since I could possibly die tonight, I want to make sure my story is told in complete truth. I watched them walk away, feeling an unfamiliar tug in my heart. I felt like a very important part of myself had grown legs and decided it didn't want anything to do with me. It was painful, and it left me feeling incomplete. I hung my head in abject embarrassment, leaning on the trash can, when I felt a hand on my shoulder. It's too mild a description to say I felt a hand on my shoulder. It was more like I was being electrocuted. The shock reverberated through my entire body and I sizzled in anticipation. I knew whose hand this was and in my head every cheesy love song ever sung started playing at the same time. I could sense kindness and attraction coming from him. Mind blown. I looked up slowly and encountered the warmest, sweetest eyes I had ever seen. Um, that was a little crazy, he said with a chuckle in his deep timber. I've never seen anyone move that quickly before. Was that an accent I heard? Someone kill me now. He sounded just like you, Grant, only sexier. <laughs> OMG. What was that crazy sound coming out of me? <laughs> I sounded like I was practicing Lamaze's breathing techniques or having an asthma attack. Either way, it was not cute. Uh, I'd be freaked out too if that had happened to me, he said, trying again. Those beautiful eyes seemed to be taking me in and assessing me. I knew I was no supermodel, but it didn't matter because he was my other half. He had to be feeling what I was feeling. He, <laughs> What the hell? Had I truly lost all power of sensible speech? Why couldn't I say one witty or charming thing to this man that might make this situation laughable and get us back on the road to romantic comedy? What was wrong with me? Yeah, well, he held up his other hand and and it was my purse. You dropped this back there. He held it out to me and I took it with violently shaking hands. The tremors in my hand were so bad that items began to still out, spill out of my purse, including two tampons, a candy bar, and a baggie with little blue PMS pills. Wonderful. 
At least now my strange behavior can be attributed to menstrual issues or being a drug addict. I have to admit he was a perfect gentleman and immediately stooped down to help me pick up the items. Unfortunately, it was at the same time I decided to take action and we wound up bumping heads. As I looked up, our faces were only inches apart. Time froze completely. I stopped breathing and suddenly I was Spider-Man. All of my senses were heightened. I could smell his cologne. It was woodsy and rich. Beneath the scent of his cologne, I could smell him. He smelled like home. I wanted to bury my face in the crook of his neck and just sniff him. But then I was distracted by his eyelashes. They were long and thick and lush. I wanted to ask him if he used mascara. Lashes like that couldn't be natural. He had the beginnings of an afternoon shadow. The faint stubble called to my hands like a siren, tempting me to reach out and stroke his solid jawline. Again, I was caught in his trap, staring like a mindless zombie, taking in every detail, but focused only on the deep hunger he was stirring inside of me. Our eyes met and held. I felt like I was exploring unknown territory. My whole body was on fire and we were only looking at each other. Suddenly, he gave a little shake of his head and handed me my tampons. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but he successfully stopped the flow of heat radiating between us. I quickly stuffed the items back into my purse and zipped it shut for good measure. There was no guarantee that I would not go full-blown mental again if this encounter was any indicator. He did not need to see the rest of the contents of my purse. Standing up, I braced myself and looked him in the eyes again. Thank you. Finally, actual words. Anytime, you wouldn't want to leave that thing lying in the street. He smiled at me then and again, instant paralysis. It was like eating an entire container of Ben and Jerry's Heath Bar Crunch. It hurts so good. Steven, can we go already? Barbie yelled from a distance. I looked away from him to see her standing there, managing to look like the birth of Venus with her golden hair blowing in the wind. She was every man's beautiful pouting fantasy, and I knew I had to act fast before I lost my chance. I needed to say something, anything to make this moment last. (laughs) What? hell is wrong with me? I mentally slapped myself on the forehead, at least I hope it was mentally, and geared myself up to try again. Cheers, beautiful. Duty calls. With that, he gave me a little wave and sprinted after pouty McPout pants, leaving me in a delighted stupor. He said I was beautiful. As I watched them walk away, the ramifications of what just happened began to zoom through my head. I finally experienced love at first sight. On the other hand, I managed to do about 20 different embarrassing things in our first meeting. He did call me beautiful, though. But then who was Barbie? She seemed to be his girlfriend, but maybe not. Not that it mattered. I had swallowed a freaking fly in front of him. Who wants to kiss a person with a fly mouth? Just my luck. I finally experienced the wonder of love at first sight, and I am the only one biting. What a world. The end for now. So I hope that you guys enjoyed. That was um, about half of chapter one of this uh, story that I've been working on. So I will be uh, getting this 
up on the Kindle Vela app. Um, my goal is to have this up by um, mid-August, so I'll keep you guys updated on the date of release on Kindle Vela. But I hope that you enjoy the story. Let me know. Give me any feedback. Send me some private messages. Don't put me on blast. <laughs> Don't let the whole world see your opinion, unless it's like a glowing opinion, por favor. But um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the story. And there's a lot more where that came from. We're going to find out more about her psychic abilities and, you know, where, how the hell did she wind up on this balcony um, in the middle of the night? But all right, guys, that's all I have for you today. Until next time, keep on reading. <laughs>